Hello. I was at work this morning and I was talking to someone and they said to me, Paul, I'm normally a really positive person and it takes a lot to get me down, but the past few weeks, whenever I'm turning on the telly, whenever I'm listening to the radio, it's just so much that's getting me down. And I thought to myself, I'm hearing that a lot recently. So what I thought I'd do is I'd share with you some good news that I've been receiving over the past couple of weeks. I'll set the scene for you. In the late 80s, Sutton Coldfield Baptist Church got involved with this community in the northeast of Brazil called Trapia. That's where I grew up, um, where I was raised. And from the late 80s into the 2000s, a church grew up in Trapia, and lots of people started to get baptised and started to know Jesus. And the kingdom of God was really evident in a very poor and very difficult uh, community. And it was exciting, you know, lots of young people would cycle together to far out, you know, mud and stick houses to lead Bible studies at night. People becoming Christians, people's lives being changed, people who had never been able to read or write, sharing stories from the Bible. Uh, exciting things happening, people being lifted out of extreme poverty. And it was exciting right through. Um, over the last eight years, the church in Trapia has been led by a man called Edilson. Now, Edilson is from Trapia, born and bred. He grew up in the church. He came to know Jesus through the church in Trapia. And he's been leading over the past eight or nine years. And what's happened is the church has gone through some really hard times. Basically, the church depended on young people to do a lot of what it did. So young people would lead the worship, young people would do the Bible teaching, young people would organize the different events that were going on. But over the years, a lot of young people started to move away from the church for different reasons. Some would go into town looking for work, and that was good because they'd get involved in churches there. But then others would go into town and, and drift away from church life. Uh, there were quite a few major arguments and, and fallouts within young people at the church, and so people would move away because relationships had soured, like happens in, in normal life. Uh, so a lot of the young people that were really necessary for the things that the church did started to move away from church life and that was really hard for Edilson. It came a point where for a lot of the activities the church was trying to run it was just Edilson, his wife and a friend of mine who has special needs and they were the only three that would be available to do anything. There were other people that would come and go but they were sort of the, the core three. And so from a church that had been very vibrant, very exciting, lots going on, it was brought down to something a lot smaller. The weekly services got a lot smaller. The things the church was able to put on decreased a lot. And so Edilson was very discouraged. You know, he'd grown up in a, a church that was thriving. And now under his leadership, people were moving away, relationships were souring, and the church was shrinking. I know I'm meant to be sharing good news, I'm getting to it, don't worry. Um, and Edilson and his wife, they came to a point where they were very close to giving up quite a number of years ago. And, you know, they thought, maybe we should just leave the community and start a new life somewhere else. This, is, this church is just dying. But they decided not to. A few years ago, they decided what they would do, among other things, so Edilson cuts hair for free, he's a very good hairdresser, but they decided their main focus would be on a Sunday school for children. Edilson said, I'm gonna start again, start with a new generation. So what they did, every week, they would invest in these kids, young kids, 
And so the, where the weekly normal church service was shrinking and discouraging, every week Edilson and his wife would invest in these bunch of kids, teach them from the Bible, teach them about life, about hygiene, about how to be a good citizen, and they would invest in them every week over years. Now Edilson, he's not someone who does a lot of spectacular big things, but he's the kind of person who'll do something and keep doing it for years, year in, year out, he'll keep going at it. And so for year in, year out, he kept investing in this little group of kids, this little Sunday school. And I was talking with Edilson a couple of weeks ago, and they had a big activity at the church for kids, for those kids that they'd been investing. And actually, over the years, that group of kids that Edilson had been investing in, those kids have now become a new group, a new class, which is called the pre-teens group. And so they're a group of their own. And now their younger brothers and sisters and other kids from the community have formed the kids group. So there's now two groups, the kids group and the pre-teens group. And so the work, the weekly work, the investment in these children is growing. There's a growing group of kids. And what's really great, what's happening as well is these kids, some of their parents, now some of their parents are the young people who had moved away from the church because of bad relationships or because of work. And now those parents are starting to get involved in different activities at the church because their kids are there. And so the life of the church is kind of slowly growing because of that faithful work with that small group of kids, there's now the preteens group, there's now the kids group, and their parents are starting to get more involved in what the church is doing. And I spoke with Edilson last week and he had a, a big smile on his face and it was the smile of someone who is doing something they know to be worthwhile and it's working, but it's taken years. This has been happening over the past six or seven years. Um, and it reminded me of a verse in, in Galatians, Galatians chapter 6 verse 9, it says, Let us not become weary in doing good, for at the proper time we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. That's Galatians 6 verse 9. And I think Edilson is living that out at the moment in Trappier. He's not become weary in doing good. And after years and years of discouragement, but investment in that small group of kids, He's starting to reap a small harvest. And I'm excited to see what the future holds. So, two things. Number one, if you could pray for the church in Trappier, that would be wonderful. I know Edilson will be really grateful for your prayers. I think God's starting to do something new and exciting in that place. So if you could pray for unity and for, for harmony between the different people there and for growth in the church's work, that would be really good. And number two, if you're at a place in your life where you're feeling discouraged, where you're feeling like you're not sure what you're doing with your life, then think about it. What are the things that you need to keep doing that are good and that at the proper time will reap a harvest? And stick at them, persevere at them. And if there's nothing like that in your life, then start to think and start to pray, Lord, where is it that you want me to be investing myself? Where is it you want me to be persevering? How can I work to please you? Bless you. I hope that's encouraging. Have a good week.